I heard the dog jump. <laughs> Poor thing. The Daddy Mac made her. She's actually in her crate voluntarily. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to the Bottle Fusion Cast, number 63. We have made it through the E3 press conferences, but are still somehow in the middle of E3 because E3 goes on forever. We just live in E3 now all the time. Soon there's just going to be a press conference for, hey, it's not E3. <laughs> you get that week I mean, break and that's it. Yeah. I mean, all of the companies kind of have those videos now anyway, so we're not far from that. True. You can find all of uh, the streams we did uh, where we chatted over a lot of the press conferences at BottledFuture.com and YouTube.com slash BottledFuture. We streamed them on Mixer.com slash BottledFuture. Uh, and we tweeted when we were going to do it at BottledFuture and sometimes put it on Facebook. It's it's there, too. For the olds. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I think about just stopping my account on that pretty much on a like daily basis, but then yeah, think about same. like, well, I use it for a few things. Just what if enough we all to just not do that. Just we all agreed to stop together. Well, I need a replacement, so uh Nanners. Nanners book? Can we have a Nanners book? No. Yeah, actually, um it's over there on the shelf. If you want to come and like <laughs> sign it, just stop on by. I got crayons. I hear okay. uh, Twitter is wonderful for the morale, depending on who you follow. So, uh, you can, it's terrible. You for can the cater it to your mood. Nihilist anyway. armies. Yeah, <laughs> make it smile. The only account that you follow <laughs> <laughs> on the bottle well, future cast. Wendy's, I guess. We have K. Hello, Brady. Hi, Nanners. Hello, Aaron. Hey, Kitty. Hey there. And I am John. Yay. So we are totally going to rapid fire our E3 favorite things we liked out of it. Uh, and we it totally isn't the second take of us doing this. And Aaron, I'm going to say we're not going to loop around. Just talk about your favorite things that you saw in a row. Go. Uh, okay. Well, uh, Overcooked 2, uh, really excited for that. It looks like uh, they're adding in new mechanics um, while fixing some of the problems from the first game. Uh, and adding a whole bunch of new stages and characters, which are the best things about that game. So I am excited for that one. Cyberpunk 2077, a lot of us uh, think that one looks really really awesome. It does look really awesome, what they showed off of it. Um, that's uh, CD Projekt Red doing yet another uh, just amazing, gigantic open-world RPG. So that's going to be awesome whenever it comes out. Uh, Smash Brothers ultimate um as a casual smash brothers fan uh it just looks like fun to me um they sure did cover it pretty in depth and everything they showed looked neat um and the fact that it has every character ever in it is pretty cool uh damon x machina 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 yeah whatever um okay damon x machina that looked really neat. It was just like a cel-shaded kind of mech game. It, it looked very Zone of the Enders-y. Also, it's apparently by the guy who did Armored Core and got tired of them, like, waiting for them to make nice. an Armored Core game. So, uh, that's cool. Okay, that explains it. So, yes, that's going to be awesome then. Uh, Anthem looks pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing more of it and eventually playing it with you guys. For another not-Destiny. 
For another Not Destiny, yeah. Hopefully this will be a Not Destiny with things to do. And uh, Cuphead is going to get DLC, The Delicious Last Course. That one looks really neat. You want to... You talked about this one. Sure, that's a good place for me to jump in. So uh, I am not a bullet hell kind of person. I'm also only casually a platform gamer kind of person. So the first Cuphead drew me in in a way that I never would have expected. It's uh, not only super fun to play, but the music and the animation is so much like the old Betty Boop cartoons that I used to love that I just couldn't resist. Very excited that it's going to get more levels, new playable character, new bosses, new weapons. And uh, after that game was over, I, I thought to myself, I would actually play a sequel or more content. And I don't have that feeling about a lot of games because I don't like endless content being piled on. But I'm excited about that. Also, Overcooked 2. Um, Overcooked was probably my favorite game of whatever year it came out. We played a lot. We like co-op games. I like cooking, so it suits me pretty well. They're adding more kitchens, which is the most fun part of the game. And some new characters and cosmetic stuff too, but I don't really care about that. Also, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be a thing, and uh, we talked on a maybe on another podcast that we definitely didn't do as a first take that Kingdom Hearts has a story that makes no sense, but I don't really play Kingdom Hearts for the story. I play it so that I can be in Disney and Final Fantasy stuff and just whack stuff and collect little glowy orbs. That's all. Yeah. Brady, how about you? Well, I feel like there's a lot of games that I'm just going to play regardless. Like I didn't really need to see the content. Right. Uh, like Cyberpunk, Last of Us Part Two, and Assassin's Creed yep. Odyssey. Like I'm definitely going to play yep. those games. Yeah, that's very true. So I guess the one that I was kind of surprised by was Ghost of Tsushima. It's the mm-hmm. samurai, I don't know what kind of game it is, brawler, Stabber. action adventure thing. Yeah, but yeah, that looked really sweet. Um, the other one that I was surprised by was Rage Two. That just looks really good. That looks very much yeah. like they started making a Mad Max game and lost the license, and now they just have Rage Two and made it a bit goofier, and that's yeah. pretty okay. Yeah, I'm it, okay with that. Yeah. It looks so, like a Borderlands. I was gonna say somewhere, Borderlands Three. It's just like well. We should stay away from the release of Rage 2, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think it's going to be... I mean, it's a different kind... It's different, but it's like the setting is so similar. Yeah. Like that they're going to get some crossover there. And uh, Spider-Man looked pretty sweet, but like I think we already knew that at this point. That's a pretty good summary of E3. Like, there's a lot of games I was going to play anyway, but I was kind of excited to see their trailers. Yeah, yeah. I I thought about that with my list, and then I ended up just writing down the things that I'm going to end up buying anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, Kingdom Hearts three again. The, the store. <laughs> there's a hundred dollar edition that I keep looking at, and I'm. It comes with all of the previous games remastered and everything on the PS4, and I'm half tempted to just pull the trigger on that because the if the game itself is going to be sixty, paying twenty dollars each for the two other Kingdom Hearts games that exist for the PS4 doesn't sound awful, and maybe I'll play some of them before January when that finally comes out. But John, wait, so is it- you need that power armor helmet? Like you, you're going to have to pre-order Fallout seventy six, like the crazy edition. Uh, I know someone who pre-ordered that just for selling it, and yep, makes sense. part of the problem. Yeah, 
because uh, they're the already going for a billion dollars on eBay. That's crazy. So. Jesus no, Christ. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Tangent, did you see the Build Your Own Pip-Boy kit that was going around, too? No, it's yep. like 150 bucks. You That's guys ridiculous. should go look at ThinkGeek when we are done here, because my oh my. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, John, on um, the Kingdom Hearts collection thing, is it just the first, uh, the previous two games? No, none of the, like, the halfway games or the 1.5 no, or whatever all, else? It's, I think everything, for the most part. I think mm-hmm. they've remade everything, and so you can buy one of the things they include is uh, 1.5 and 2.5 which are remakes of 1 and 2 with all the other like mobile not mobile handheld games in there as well from the DS and 3DS and PSP etc and the other one is like 2.8 something something which I think is supposed to be the lead in between like 2 and 3 yeah that's a Aaron is aghast, but yes, there, there. That was an actual thing with Kingdom Hearts. Is two point eight. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a game that's like Kingdom Hearts three sixty five over something. So there's just yeah, division in the is. titles. There's Chain of Memories. I've only played the core games. I've, I don't feel like I've missed out. Yeah, I've dipped into some of the side games. I think the PSP one was one of the better ones, and I think one of the only ones that I've actually beaten. So, good thing Sony maintained those handhelds. Yeah, good mention on the PSP there. <laughs> Solid. Mm-hmm. Not the Vita, yeah. the PSP. <laughs> like, Sony likes to remember it, too. Yeah. Remember that one time? Anyway, uh, Last of Us Part 2, going off the, yeah, I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to buy The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, the two. trailer was awesome, but was I'm awesome. going to buy it regardless. Yeah, I need to. They could have left that story alone. I was kind of disappointed to find out that they were making another one. Um, yeah. But the more I see, the more I'm intrigued. And the, they can write a story, so I'm not super concerned that they're going to like mess it up now that they are making a part two. So Ellie appears to be a murder machine now, so yes. there's that. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I didn't like Witcher 3 all that much. But Cyberpunk looks cool, so I will sure try again. <laughs> um, Hitman 2. I was excited to see that that is coming back later this year. Um, I'm disappointed in every video game ever for coming out like between October of this year <laughs> to February of next year. Um, that's going to be a super packed... Half of, of those will get pushed back. It's okay. Yeah. The amount of things that were like February 2018 is just like, well, we know when the physical year ends. So. Uh, and I threw Anthem on here. Um, I'm still curious about that. Uh, I want to know more about it, I think. Or I hope they have some sort of beta or something before that game opens up. Oh, they'll have to, yeah. Because I'm still inclined to just stick with Destiny because it's the one I know. But I don't know. From what I'm hearing, the flying in Anthem is it, playing Anthem feels good. So I I want to get my hands on it at least first. But my fear is like with Destiny, with the division, once people drop off from that game, it's just not going to be fun anymore. And 
that's the end of it. Yeah, that's my whole interest in it is uh, trying to have group experiences again with it, like we used to do with Destiny. We used to play that all the time together, and it was great. Buy back if you want to buy back in. Now's the time to do it. The DLC is like twenty dollars for all of it at this point. DLC for not the first twenty dollars. All the DLC. It's really not. Also, yeah. I want to take issue going several weeks ago with saying if you have a spare hour, you can play through the new Destiny Two story. Okay, it took me like an hour and a half. I've been playing for five hours and I'm not done with it. Did you play the right thing? I I did. Okay. I spent the better part of like an evening playing Destiny 2 and was just like, this is not an hour. Like, huh. I mean, right, there were probably maybe I missed something. It, about like possible. four or five different story missions. And then I ended up hitting a point where I had to go level to continue playing. Mm-hmm. Which added probably like an extra thirty minutes to a half an or uh, thirty minutes to an hour. But all right, it it is likely that I missed something. I I, will, I think I that. that DLC got shit on a little more harshly than it deserved. Yes, it's probably not great, and the strikes are just reused levels. But the strikes are mm-hmm. always that. And I did I'm like not, the new social zone. So I mean, I didn't even find that. So the on Mars, really? Oh, is that the thing like right outside the lady yeah. where? The monsters just never stop coming. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah that killed me a lot because I was way underleveled. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's right outside the door. <laughs> anyway. Okay, how about you? What did you see at E3 that sparked your interest? Uh, So Kingdom Hearts 3 um, kind of already talked. Like, I don't really care about the story. Just want to play in a Disney world JRPG elements. Uh, Last of Us, the lesbian edition. Um, I again, we'll just play that because that looked great. Uh, I liked Sony's part of the press conference for that, but we talked about uh, during the press conference itself, like is that they, what that experience they, was like. They need to either, from what I take from the people who were there, they need to either double down on the experience and just go all in with that and then make it a thing for fans or keep it as like a press conference for media and stuff like that. Like what they did was sort of a like weird in between that like it broke up the flow a whole lot or they need, I think the intermission, if they could figure out a way to cover the intermission better for the people at home, that would probably be like ideal. Yeah. It just, it seemed cool. Uh, I was it's just really digging that idea. Um, Dying Light looked super exciting. Um, and okay. kind of one of the things that I really enjoy about E3, I try to ignore all the news going into E3 about like what might be announced there. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Like I didn't know that was coming. So hey, that I, looked great. I don't think anyone knew that one was coming. So And it ended up looking really good. Yeah. So It's a very ambitious game with like their choices explanation that they went right. into. You know, apprehensive to see how that works because I thought multiplayer and that was pretty damn fun and played the hell out of it, but see. Um, Doom and Wolfenstein um, actually don't really care about what I saw about those, which this is now, I think, like the second podcast in a row of kind of dunked on Doom and Wolfenstein. But, like, I didn't really see much from Doom um, Eternal that like they, did, they didn't really show enough, um, and Wolfenstein Youngblood, 
which follows uh, BJ's twin daughters in like the 80s. Um, I, I, I think the change of scenery is interesting, but at the same time, like fucking hey, uh, fucking hell, like after yeah. all BJ did in, in his storyline, like he didn't defeat the Nazis, how are the Nazis still in power? Like, <laughs> and Not only that, but he's captured again. Just to be fair, Wolf, well. Wolfenstein is a game that likes to split timelines, and they can very easily write that as like, right? Like, do a little like BGA monologue at the beginning, like this is the world, like when I failed, and then right. they can easily jump back to Wolfenstein three and be like, yeah, but this is what really happened. You're getting um, into Zelda territory here. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently the young blood is basically like the old blood. So it's like, or was it the old blood? The expansion, the expansion one on the first. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it it's like that. So um, there's pipes. It's just. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a full on the next Wolfenstein game. It's just like here's right. a little side story, patched on to Wolfenstein Two. Um, uh, yeah. Doom Eternal is Doom Two. That is the full new yep. Doom game that yep. is coming. I just they didn't. I don't know. I feel like they just didn't show enough or the right bits of it, and I just was kind of like, eh, because it it yeah, it very much felt like oh cool a new game, but also like eh the old blood. Like eh, how long did it fucking take me to play the old blood? Bethesda's um, whole press conference felt weird. Yeah. I mean, I, mean did, I thought they did a really good job with the things they did show, but like, so they have now announced Starfield. And they've announced Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. Good luck having any announcements for like the next five years because those yeah. games are not coming anytime soon. No, not at all. So, I mean, I don't. But you got logos. Yeah, I don't. Starfield is what I would have done this year. I probably would have saved Elder Scrolls until next year or two years. Like, yeah, they just did I that one know. pan over some mountains and then logo. Yep. Okay, cool. You have Which, a concept for Why they for felt a game. like they needed to? Yeah. It's like congratulations. We all assumed you were making yeah. another Elder Scrolls game more. because right. it makes you point. all the money. Maybe they just wanted to confirm it so the people didn't think they were only working on the online stuff. Yeah, it could <sighs> be. I don't yeah. know that it stops questions. It just changes the questions. <laughs> toot toot hype train. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly pulling out of the station on this one. It, it's just weird because I feel like they just blew any reveals for years to come yeah. by doing like, hey, we're thinking about a game, Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> well, see, what you do is you don't show it then again the next year. Yeah, that's like a, you were saying. That's a super good look. <laughs> yeah. You come up with an idea and show a title or a logo and then realize, well, we don't have enough of a game a year later. Let's just say nothing. That'll be great. Uh, anyway. And then I guess you had Cyberpunk on your list as well, okay? Yeah, Cyberpunk looks great. Uh, see when that comes out. Witcher 3, I think, is about as close to a perfect game as you can get. And mm. the same studio's making that. I know you have different opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, my... My token, oh my god, what is that? It's so adorable and cute. Tunic with like the little fox. I have no idea what it is, but it just looks adorable. And so yeah, 
that was my E3. Banners, how about you? All what right. did you see? So, quickly, um, pretty much everything everyone has said before, with the exception of Anthem and Cuphead. Um, not a huge Cuphead fan, sadly. And Anthem, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not going to worry about that till I actually know it's a good game. Um, so, Wasteland 2 is coming to the Switch. I'm super excited about that. I kickstarted that game because it looked amazing, and I own it, and I have played it for like 10 minutes so far. So you get to buy it again for 60 bucks to play it on the Switch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I can take it anywhere I want, so I can play it at lunch, which sounds kind of awesome to me. Okay, um, that's, a, that's better than buying it and then sitting on your couch and playing it on the Switch <laughs> on your couch. Eh, that's fine, too. Um, Cyberpunk 2077, I'm a huge Witcher fan, so CG Project Red making another game and making it my favorite genre of things is just all kinds of happiness. It's going to be so good. Um, even if it's bad, like, I don't know, I... I think I will still get at least a obscene amount of pleasure out of it. Um, the game that kind of surprised me this year, beyond Good and Evil 2, which may never come out and may just be the world's coolest tech demo. Yeah, you fell down a hole, like, watching videos and, like, reading about that game. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll care about that game when it's a game. <laughs> yeah, so the the tech on the thing is just awesome. And, like, they showed a trailer this year, which I could not have given a shit less about that game until i saw that trailer and every character in that trailer looked like you could make a game about them and it would be fairly interesting or like someone could write a novel about them it would be kind of cool so yeah um the mecha game that aaron and i think john both mentioned that looks really neat um no one mentioned the division two i don't think that's another one like i'll wait to see what it's like when it comes out yeah. yeah, I signed up for the beta. I I thought the Division 1 was pretty fun, but also played it solo, so I ran out of fun fairly quickly on my own. <laughs> yep. uh, going into the dark zone and stuff is not very fun by yourself. Um, but to that game's credit, it is probably one of the closest games that has come to Vegas for me. Just being able Rainbow to like six. take out a bunch of like AI yeah. okay. things in a row, and this game is basically that. Like, it looked, it's it looked... like terrorist hunt the entire it, map, yeah. basically. Yeah, it it invoked something like a mix between like Borderlands with like some of the crazy weapons they showed, and like PUBG from the tacticalness and like ridiculousness of it. So, some mix of that sounds good. Um. Horizon uh, Forza Horizon 4 got announced. I think people knew about that ahead of time. I didn't, and I really am enjoying 3, so I'll play that. Uh, Rage 2, which looks like Borderlands and Rage 1 had a baby, so I'm down with that. Hitman 2, amazing as always. Uh, Dying Light 2, like Kay said, like that game's just going to be fantastic. The only thing that worries me is it didn't seem to focus that much on zombies, which that is kind of the fun of those games like getting mobbed um, yeah it seemed very much like the people are your problem during the day and then the night yeah. is when yeah the like zombies the, are the problem those hunter things come out and by the end of the game you will just kill like a thousand of them in a row because you can <laughs> um and then finally they're making a toys to life game called starlink 
Battle for Atlas, I think is the subtitle. Yep. And that looks real dumb. And <laughs> that is the sort of thing where when I see it on special at Target for like $20, I'm totally going to buy that. So I kind of just want to buy the Switch one for the Fox stuff. And then that yeah. will probably be it because it looks like the best Star Fox game that isn't a Star Fox game that has Star Fox in it. Probably. So. Well, it looks more like a Star Fox game than the last Star Fox game. Yeah, sadly. That's it. Yeah. All right. So we that, did it. Yeah. That was our uh, quick E3 wrap-up of uh, some of the highlights. If you want to see our full reactions to all the press conferences, again, bottledfuchsia.com or youtube.com slash bottledfuchsia. Uh, we tried to get as many people as we could get in for each of those, uh, sometimes in person, sometimes remote. Sometimes the videos had problems, but totally had that sorted out by about halfway through the video. <laughs> <laughs> some of the videos are good. Some of them have some problems and sound echoed and stuff. And oops, sorry. We'll, we'll be better next year. We promise. Yeah, I'll just leave everything set up and not touch it for a year. Yep. So it'll be fine. I actually hot glued it to your couch so you can't. So. Uh, oh. <laughs> yep. I'd, I, that couch turns into a bed, so that's unfortunate for whoever tries to use that next. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me on this E3 wrap-up. And uh, maybe uh, when we get together again, I usually once the show floor opens, the announcements and stuff die down. But maybe Nintendo will announce some more stuff? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe. Metroid? Are they going to talk about Metroid at all? <laughs> Metroid's delayed to 2028. There'll yeah. be a, a Metroid Direct in, like, November. Yeah, that's that's the thing with Nintendo. They, yeah. they show just, some concept art. They work on their own schedule and make videos whenever they damn well please. And, yep. yeah, that kind of works for them. Anyway, thanks, everyone, for joining me. This has been the Bottled Future Cast, and we'll uh, see you in two weeks. See ya. Yep. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.